listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora back talking season two of Luke Cage on Netflix. And uh, last time we last saw Luke Cage, Aurora, he was drowning. Mm-hmm. He was dead. Yeah. The show ended, or so we thought. It did not end, apparently. Uh, I guess when you're only halfway through the season, you cannot kill the main character. I guess. And that led us to the beginning of episode seven called On and On, where the paralysis wore off in time. What are the odds of that? What are the odds? <laughs> and allowing Luke to swim to the surface, and he returns to the church to find Piranha missing. And Detective or Captain Ridenauer attempts to convince Misty to return to work and tells her about having an informant working for Mariah Dillard. She instead works with Luke to find Piranha. Mariah realizes that Ridenauer has an informant herself and questions the loyalty of her men. Meanwhile, Bushmaster captures Piranha, uses him to take all of Mariah's money and assets, and then kills him. Luke and Misty find the body. Ridenauer meets with Comanche, uh, who is panicking about potentially being caught, but Shades follows Comanche to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Comanche panics, tries to pretend like he just happened upon this Ridenauer fellow, and he shoots him, kills him, to try to keep his cover with Shades. But then Shades shoots Comanche because he saw it all. Yeah. Tries to make it look like Ridenauer did it. Meanwhile, Mariah rushes to go into hiding with her daughter, but is caught by Bushmaster, who leaves them in a burning house as revenge for the Stokes family burning his mother alive. Which we never saw, but he says Mm -hmm. it happened, so we gotta trust him on this one. Yeah. Uh, Bushmaster then claims the Stokes family's nightclub Harlem's Paradise uh, as uh, Luke manages to save uh, Mariah and her daughter. Also, special performance in this episode from the son of Bob Marley, Stephen Marley, performed mm-hmm. in this episode, which mm-hmm. uh, was amazing. Ap- apropos, <laughs> yes. Uh, what did you think of episode seven? This episode was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. <laughs> this episode might receive a five. Wow, that's a lot of pairs of glasses. <laughs> From my part, because I was at the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I loved every minute of it. H- how hard is it to buy piranhas? <laughs> right? Because... I mean, he, so he killed Piranha, but he decapitated him. Yes. 
And then he's like, well, hold on. This is really not enough. What we need to do is make this way more theatrical. Yeah. He calls himself Piranha. So, henchmen, go out and find me a yeah, fish let's tank. Yeah, some piranhas. Yeah. I need some, find me some piranhas. And we're going to put his head in the tank with the piranhas. Yes. You know, as like a, as a dramatic message. Yes. I like the way this Bushmaster thinks. <laughs> do you, now, the question is, do you think he... No, okay, here's the real question. Is was this premeditated dramatics or was this like spur of the moment dramatics? So like was he planning on this? He's like I'm going to capture that piranha guy and when I kill him this is what I'm doing. I've already got the piranhas here. I mean, knowing what I've seen from this guy, I think he planned it. Okay. So he's yes. just like he's like yeah. we're going to capture that piranha guy. He likes guy. to go big. Yeah. I think, you know, he was like, oh, this guy's name is Piranha. Let's let's start working on finding some fish. Some <laughs> so when I kill him, we, we're ready to go. I just love the idea that he's like, we got to start working on this. <laughs> yes. like, we got a, we got some storyboards about how it's all going to go down. Yes. 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 Visual- I actually <laughs> started thinking about the other people's names to see, you know, what oh my creative God, like, ways is he going to yes. kill them? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a really cool. I mean, it, it was awful, but it was also really cool when they, you know, revealed yes. the head in the in the fish tank. It was yeah, it was pretty. A lot of people morbid. died in this episode. A lot of people died in this episode. Three yes. people bit the bullet. Yes, two of them literally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I that scene with Chase and Darius is his name, right? Yeah. That was really weird mm-hmm. for me because they, even till the end when he's dying on the floor, he and Shades are talking and they are talking like they're still best friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> ignoring the fact that he just shot him. I mean, like, that's how fucked up it is, right? Like, yeah. it's just that's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so weird. Uh and this uh this affects shades pretty heavily going into the next episode. Yeah. Uh, as well. But yeah, this is the the beginning of the the end or is it the beginning of the end of the beginning for Mariah? Mm-hmm. Uh because things start falling apart here after Bushmaster takes uh all uses Piranha to take all of her money. Uh and then you've got Luke saving them and Look, he's going to say something later in, like, the next episode. But I'm going to be honest with you here. Luke saved them because he's just a good guy. He knows right. that Mariah is horrible. Mm-hmm. And that his that her daughter was probably wrangled into this. Yep. Unwittingly and unknowingly. And he's just a good guy. He's not going to let her die like that. Yeah. Luke's just a good guy. Uh, but he said, I can't remember the exact words, but he says something after they find Piranha. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking to Misty and he says something like, you know, even if someone does something bad, it doesn't mean that we can't help them. Right. Or something like that. Like, it, it, that's, those are not the exact words, but he said something around those lines. Yeah. Um, along those lines. So um, I think that's also why he helped her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just a good, he can't help it. Yeah. He's a good He's a good man, that Luke mm-hmm. Cage. Uh, yeah, this was a really good episode, and the uh, everything is... We knew uh, 
kind of early on in the from the first half of the season that all of these sides were sort of intermingling together, and now uh, we're seeing the inevitable chaos that is coming from mm-hmm. that. Uh, and we've got a bunch of people dead. I guess I'm kind of sad that Piranha is dead. Like, he was an asshole to Luke. But he's <laughs> such an entertaining character. Yeah. That it's kind of a bummer to see him go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, outside of... You know, you know I mean, I, I guess it was going to have to happen eventually, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and all of this is leading to um, kind of a reveal that uh, happens at the end of the the next episode things things have to get to this uh chaotic peak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh unfortunately piranha was uh a casualty of right it. so uh you were saying when we first started talking about the episode you think this might be a five is that where you sit on this episode it is um but before before i i i give my score uh something happened in this episode that i it, Turned me off a little bit. Okay, and it's it's uh, there was a they, they broke the fourth wall. Really, I don't remember this. Okay, so there's a moment before they go to Piranha mm-hmm. to find where Piranha is. Um, Misty says, "You know, I, I'm gonna go with you." And Luke says something like, "You, you know, I'm not looking for a psychic." Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, "What? Um, you know, maybe you you are my psychic." Mm-hmm. And Luke says, "No, this is my show." <laughs> <laughs> I must not have caught that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, that's and if funny. I if I remember correctly, he actually looks at the camera like, "No, this is oh, my show." Oh, <laughs> you can't. He can't look at the. If he had not looked at the camera, I would have been like, "Okay with it." Is like. A fourth wall that's not a fourth wall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can say my show to mean, like, this is my thing. I'm the hero. Right, right. But right. if he looks at the camera, uh, I he, mean, you can't do that. Yeah, I am not sure. Uh, he was, because the camera was just on his face. So he might just have been looking at Misty. It's um, possible. It's possible. But I was like, what? <laughs> I want it to be Luke Cage. I don't want it to be Luke Pool. So... Uh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't remember that. <laughs> uh, but mean, even maybe, though, even though that happened, I still give this a five. <laughs> okay, maybe they're trying to be cheaty and and get away with it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't quite give it a five. I give it a four and a half. But okay, a really good episode with some really big moments, mm-hmm. which lead us into the next episode, which I was just about to start talking about before I remembered that I have to say. Uh, thank you to the sponsors of Adam Tickets this week. Uh, otherwise, I would have forgotten entirely uh, about them. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Okay, now that I've said that, <laughs> episode eight, if it ain't rough, it ain't right. Uh, and here we go. When Bushmaster learns that Luke has saved Mariah, he plans to increase his strength with more Nightshade. By the way, I'm pretty sure Nightshade is a poison. I Right? So he might be increasing his strength, but I think he's also literally poisoning himself at the same time. Yeah, yeah. His, I, I, I know I remember Nightshade from some game where he was a poison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. We'll have to go look at some point. Uh, Luke takes Mariah and uh, her daughter to the police, where Misty, who has not officially completed resignment yet, is now in charge. Shades arrives, and Misty deduces that he likely killed Comanche and or Ridenour, but she does not have any ev- evidence that he did. Mariah and her daughter are shot at by Bushmaster's men outside of the precinct, but Luke helps them escape. Misty uses this to get a search warrant for Harlem's Paradise, but they find nothing incriminating. Concerned for the safety of his loved ones, Luke attends a service at his father's church and is there to protect. It's a good thing, because Bushmaster's men arrive looking to gun down his dad in church during a service. Mm-hmm. The gall of these men. Yep. Uh, at the same, uh, and Luke wards them off. Uh, at the same time, Mariah and her daughter are attacked while she is uh, explaining how she had been forced to give her daughter up to her cousins, uh, the Johnson family, by the Stokes mm-hmm. matriarch, Mama Mabel. Misty and Tyler arrive to protect them, shortly followed by Luke and his father, Lucas. Uh, and Cage asks Misty to call Danny Rand for help. Yeah. Because things are going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of episode eight? Um, I like this episode too, but um, uh, now that you were uh, talking about what happened in the episode, I remember something from the previous episode, mm-hmm. which is before uh, the police chief died. Yes. He talked to Mariah. He did. Because he, he wanted to uh, cut a deal with her so that she, she could keep some of her money. They have a clear history with each other as well. Right. But he then mentioned something about her daughter and said, does she even know who her real daddy is? Yes. And Mariah, you know, just told him to shut up. So. You think it's him? I mean, I don't know. Because then in this episode, she says, you know, how um, her mom took her away and Mm -hmm. gave her to the Johnsons. And I'm, I'm all the way, all the time thinking, why? You know, what happened? Who's the dad? Mm hmm. That would make, you know, this woman just give her granddaughter away. Yes. Um, I don't think it's the chief, but I think it's someone controversial. Mm. Controversial enough that they felt the need to just make her disappear. Right. But I don't know who. Same. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. Uh, I like this episode a lot as well. Mm -hmm. There is one thing that I saw over and over again in this episode. I've seen it a few other times this season as well. But it it really hit me in this episode. This is like my favorite thing in the world. And it's Luke Cage dealing with goons. (laughs) Because he just boops them on the head. He just gives them like a little, like on the head and they're out. He doesn't punch them. He just... (laughs) He literally just boops them on the head, and yep. they are out cold. Yes, and it's so funny because <laughs> it's like that slap you give to like somebody for being an idiot. Like they say yeah, something yeah, yeah. dumb, and you just give them a wonk on the top of the head. And <laughs> this happens, and maybe my favorite scene of the movie, where or the movie, the, my favorite scene in this episode, where they Bushmaster's men attack the church, and Luke takes out everybody, but then mm-hmm. he opens a. He goes through a door, and his dad, in yes. his like garb, 
is beating up a dude. Yes. And Luke just, like, you know, boops him on the head and, like, knocks him out. And he's like, you know, stop it. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, but they shot at you. And he's like, the bullets bounce off, Dad. And he's like, right. but they shot at my baby. Yes. I loved yeah. it. I thought that yeah, was so Yeah, that great. made me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is... um. This is a real uh, great episode because I'm excited. To me, this is great because I'm excited for this Danny Rand appearance. This has been overhyped to me by a lot of people, so I hope it's mm-hmm. as good as people have been telling me, assuring me that it is. Uh, he's really good in these episodes. I wonder and, what the help is going to be. Do you think that they're going to like go somewhere out of the country, or is it like does he have a bunker? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I mean, I'm pretty um, sure Danny Rand has a bunker somewhere. I mean, he's rich. Yes. Probably. Yeah. The the Rand Cave or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I'm I'm kind of excited this is the beginning of this. And and they uh they do a good job of laying it out early like where Bushmaster's men come and attack Mariah outside of the police precinct. Mm-hmm. And the police are like, well, holy crap, if they'll do it in broad daylight in front of the police station, you know, there's yeah. more trouble than we realized. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing they can do. They've got nothing on Bushmaster. They didn't even really have anything on Shades. Although the scene with Misty interrogating Shades, that was all great. That was and amazing. Yeah. Sh- and Theo-, Theo Rossi, who plays Shades, is just, he's aw- I-, I-, I liked he's him. He's great. In- I really liked him in Sons of Anarchy, and mm-hmm. he's just as good here. And him telling her that story, uh, kind of like his his nickname origin story about how yeah. he stole a pair of aviator shades, and he wore them for you know he's like you know this guy knew me before I was me, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they were you know they were that close. Um, Mariah piece or not Mariah, but um, Misty piecing together the the scene the crime scene yeah she's like sherlock holmes she is like sherlock holmes <laughs> but she's like way better than sherlock holmes yes, sherlock holmes yes. didn't have a metal arm yes exactly yes <laughs> yes and um i mean i guess for me that's enough to put her over the top but <laughs> i'm like spider-man where i just i'm like oh my god you got a metal arm that's so cool um but yeah no she like pieces it together it's like it you know ridenauer couldn't have shot Comanche. Well, I mean, he could have. He couldn't have given him the final shot, the one that killed him, because it was done mm-hmm. from above. Even though it was done with Ridenour's gun. Yeah. So she knows this is Shades, but they don't have any proof. There's, They know his car was in the area, but there's nothing seeing him. And because Ridenour right. was meeting with his informant, he chose a place specifically where they would not be spotted or seen by any uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh they do this little, they also tell this little story about how now that Bushmaster has taken her club and her money, he's also taken her lawyer, that asshole that keeps, yeah. that super smug lawyer that that's, keeps that's getting That's what I wanted off. to talk about because that lawyer thing was insane. Yeah. <laughs> he's so hateable. Yes. I, I think it's because we know that they're the villains and we know because we watch them do the bad things. I mean, I guess, but, you know, you were just talking about Shades, and, and Shades is a very bad guy in this show. Horrible. But I love him. Yeah. Like, I I, I feel like I, I don't want anything to happen to him. <laughs> and he's right. awful, but he's so good. 
at you know what he does and you know he's so smug and smooth mm-hmm. that you you can't help but love the character yeah. but this lawyer i hate him <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst he well it's cuz he's so smug like he knows like even if they did something you don't have anything to prove that, that you did it and i don't care yeah. if they did anything or not it's my job to say that you don't have proof right right like he it, it almost feels like he doesn't have any morality like you know he knows that they're bad but yep. he doesn't care his job is do you have the proof you don't well then they can walk yep and i think that's probably what what does it uh i think I think lawyers in general get a little too much hate thrown their way uh, yeah. because people make decisions ahead of time about whether someone's guilty or innocent and how can you defend somebody who's guilty and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think he is more hateable because the fact that we see shades shoot people. We know yeah. he did what they're accusing him of. They just don't have any proof. Right. And that's what makes it, you know, that's what makes him very hateable because yeah, yeah. Very smug in knowing that they've got nothing on this person, but we know he did it, and he probably knows that they probably did it too. Right, but right. He oh, he knows. Seem to yeah, care. yeah. That was all great. Bushmaster stole him, and he now works for him. <laughs> that was craziest. great. That was yeah. That was great <laughs> when they go search Harlem's paradise, and he shows up, and they're like, "What the?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was tremendous. Uh, yeah, there's, um, you know, and the thing about shades is I think it's just because they've layered him so well. Yeah. Like you can sort of see this underneath person, like he didn't used to be this way. He fell into this lifestyle and this is all he knows. And this is, he just wants to be somebody in this, you know, in this bubble and he doesn't. And and he's good at what he does. And I think that's that's also why I like him so much because you know often in shows like this you see villains and they make a lot of mistakes or you know they're so eager for power that they rush through things. Yeah. But he's so calm and patient yeah. and calculating and you know he knows what he's doing and you know slowly getting into that power position but he's doing it in a very smart way. Yeah. Um, he tells, which he is tells something that, that, yeah, yeah, and and that's something that I rarely see in bad guys in you know movies and TV shows, and I think that's why he's so interesting as well. He's more insidious, yeah. Yes, he's, yeah. he's working his way up. He doesn't have right. a he he doesn't have a patience problem. Right. He he can he can wait it out, and he I mean he tells he basically tells Mariah as such when they're like in the burnt out building, mm-hmm. and she's like I've got nothing left. And, you know, he's like, you know, no, this is, he's like, you know, this was a, this was a thing that happened, but we can move on from this and we can get them back. Yeah. He said and, that, you know, she's a gangster and gangsters adapt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, cause she was like chastising him. She's like, you know, you shot Comanche. Why did you show up to the police precinct? And he's like, you got to live with your head inside the lion's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Can't yeah. Let them, you can't let them see you sweat. Mm hmm. Um, and like, that's, that's who he is. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, another really good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you give episode eight? Uh, I give it a 4.5. Yeah. I also gave it a four and a half. Yeah. A these really two episodes episode. were top notch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited for more Luke Cage. Unfortunately, there's not a lot left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've only got 
three podcasts remaining. Mm-hmm. And then this season of Luke Cage is over. But uh, there will be more to come. Uh, so head on over to cinemageekly.com. And you can check out the archives of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hit subscribe. And that way you can listen to us talk about Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 9, for Pete's sake! And, which <laughs> does not sound like a title that would fit within the show. Uh, and Episode 10, called The Main Ingredient. Thank you.